y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Lori. And welcome, welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things Sumo. <laughs> where we often talk at the same time. All right, I guess we'll start with News Flash. As many of you already know, you've already been watching the Boss Show. We are in a Nokazuna Boss Show. That's we right. do not have Hakuho. We do not have Kakaru. And apparently, the powers that be are not very happy about that. Yeah, but they're not happy about anything ever, unless those boys are out there winning. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, though, they are their big money makers. They are not mascots because obviously they're not mascots. They're incredible wrestlers. <laughs> yes. They're amazing fighters, but they are very big presence. And it's what brings the people out. You know, I mean, we're here to see all of them, but come on, like to see Hako and to see Kakaru, people like start peeing themselves. It's pretty exciting. So I can understand that they have strong opinions on whether or not they chose to be here this time. But we all thought, well, I thought Kakaru was not going to be there because it looked like he was just doing like light dusting around the house. He was clearly he not, was not working. Training. He was watching basketball. Yep. He's putting his kids to bed, which is amazing, but clearly doesn't look like he's working himself up into a basho shape. But Hakaho did. Hakaho did. That's the surprising thing. The joint, yes. the joint training session. He was all over it. I think what we'll see is they'll both show up in January because if not, then I really think like at least Kakaru's, you know, job is on the line. They're going to be like, look, buddy, it's time for you to retire. Hakaho is just desperately trying to make it to the Olympics. Yeah, and he'll make it. And he'll make it. But to do that, he's got to take a few bashos off here and there to just keep himself from not being completely unable to wrestle. Or you know what? They may just have a lovely holiday season, start taking a lot of glucosamine, eat super well. What's and glucosamine show for? Up. Is it for good eyesight? No, it's for uh, arthritis. Oh. Soreness in the joints, things like that. <laughs> They'll start taking their fish oil. Maybe they, I don't know if people take fish oil in Japan. They probably don't because they eat enough fish. That's something we eat in America. That, that would be like the That's... least popular supplement <laughs> over there. So they'll just start taking a lot of supplements and they'll just be ready to go. And that would be like us taking a beef supplement. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> Actually, there are people that do that. Really? Yes. Take. I had no idea that a beef supplement could well, actually exist. Uh, what's in the bones? That's why people have beef broth. Oh, bone broth? Yes, bone broth. Oh, thank uh, you. It's not beef broth. Well, what bone is, broth. I don't understand that. Yeah, so it that. takes the very core, the marrow that's inside the bones, which has a lot of stuff that, okay. yeah, I'm real scientific here. It <laughs> makes good you stuff feel in good. <laughs> well, then maybe yeah. I need to add some bone broth to well, my- me too to my life. Anyway, the spokespeople for the JSA, he said it is very regrettable that the Yokozuna will be absent, but we believe that the wrestlers will demonstrate good results with a rigorous daily training and will meet their expectations with great sumo wrestling when they are back. So I think that that was intentional that he made a public statement about it to tell everybody, look, they're not retiring yet, but they know that they're expected to be back next time around. Well, let's hope we see him in January. He laid it on thick. I think we will. That's all I got. I would like to know your thoughts on the sumo movie that we watched this week. Oh, and by the way, how we watched it, it seemed to be like a little bit confusing for a lot of people. I found something... 
when I was searching for information a couple of weeks ago about this movie, because a while ago they were really talking a lot about it in Japan. And I was like, yeah, but how can we see it? Or is there a possibility? They had the Hawaii International Film Festival. And through that, they had a viewing and it had English subtitles. So I bought myself a ticket. Mm -hmm. And because of the coronavirus, thank goodness, we were actually able to see it here in the mainland. Yeah, so that was great. the coolest part about it is that there was a chance for us all over the world to see it and not have to necessarily be in Japan. It was great. Yeah. And the name of the Thursday, movie is Simono Do. Successors of the Samurai. Yes. Highly recommended. of Samurai. Thumbs up from me. Oh, absolutely. Two thumbs up from me. Okay. So your thoughts, favorite parts? Oh, well, I think it had to be Rudin's giggle and just his demeanor. It was yeah, so... Yeah, we got to know Rudin a little better yeah, in this movie. I think what... And Sadanoumi. Oh, Yeah. They all seem so stoic, okay? Uh -huh. And I think the most beautiful part about this is that, to me, to hear the wrestlers talk about what it's like to fight somebody else and to talk about their personal, like, when Miyogiru was talking about fighting with Goedo, talking about what it feels like to wrestle with them and the wall that is Goedo and uh -huh. the strength that is Goedo. That was fascinating between the two stables. It was the Sakaigawa and the Takadagawa stables. And they both are very high powered. They, they, they have big wrestlers at their, at their stables. The JSA has always been very, 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 very guarded about letting cameras go behind the scenes. And oh. this was kind of like an amazing feat that this director, I think his name is Eiji uh, Sakata, and he managed to get permission through another inside connection. And I think originally it was met with much hesitation, like almost like this is not going to happen. But somehow, miraculously, it did happen. Mm -hmm. And so it was just unprecedented access to these wrestlers, their points of views, and more more importantly, their personalities. Mm -hmm. It was really fun to see the personal side of the wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And they're very, they were funny. They were um, so incredibly honest and laid back. What did yeah. you think? I loved their focus on Guedo since yeah. he's retired. Right. Takakuma. And, well, I loved listening to wrestlers talk about the art of sumo wrestling, because as much as I love these wrestlers standing up in interviews and saying, I'm going to continue to do my brand of sumo, I would like more info. Yes, <laughs> I would too. I really want to know more about the physicality, like how you wrestle, how it works, how it feels. And to hear people talk about that for the first time, I was like, thank God, this is the info I've been looking for. Right. Like the difficulty, Goedo was talking, I think it was Goedo, talking about how, or maybe it was Miyogidu, how the challenge of pushing with your knees bent. How that seems like it looks like it would be so easy. He said it, it was difficult. like every day is like a car crash. <laughs> well, th yeah, that was a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you're training yourself to, yeah, run into walls. I loved Miyogidu's training regimen. I had no idea that they were like flipping tractor tires to keep themselves strong. That cracked me up. Yeah. And I was like, if Miyogidu is doing that, what are they even strong? What is Tochin Ocean flipping? Oh, I you know? don't know. And it's something he's heavier? by far considered like yeah. the strongest of all of them. Exactly. Like, what is this guy doing? So what is he doing on his weekends to get even stronger than this guy's flipping over tractor tires? I don't know. And of course, once I knew that uh, Miyogidu's thighs were 80 centimeters, I ran upstairs and I was like, <laughs> how, how big are my thighs? <laughs> 
I'm not going to tell you how much it costs to take 36 people, 36 sumo wrestlers out for dinner. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil that for you because that was the other delightful scene in this whole thing is watching how much rice these sumo wrestlers I was just, put down. It was sheer awe for yeah, me. Yeah, it really just was. see how you pack that much food in your mouth. I've never like... eaten more than one bowl of rice in my whole life in a meal. And these guys were putting down a like an entire bowl like of rice in five three bites scoops. Was like I know <laughs> it just truly was astonishing. I really loved the feature though on Rudin and and his injuries and his training. Like I, yeah. I guess I just uh, he doesn't always seem so remarkable, but knowing his story and knowing he's kind of insane as far as his practice goes. Yeah blew my mind and also when i watch him i don't think of him as being really flexible and squirmy and squiggly and that's what the other wrestlers said about him which i thought was really fascinating is that (laughs) they were like he's so crazy he's like a slippery fish i can't remember how they said it but he he said that about himself he was very proud of himself he had that little smirky smile on his face and he was like people say i'm slippery yeah (laughs) but it's the other guys confirmed it like he's hard to get a handle on. Just watching these guys talk about the art of sumo that they've yeah. studied for over decades. They became real people to me, yeah. not just wrestlers. It and was I incredible. wish that we had more access. And as I was watching, you know, the NHK does our little 30-minute highlights, but they also have longer highlights that are in English. And they show a lot of these interviews with Shodai. With, there was just one from Shodai yesterday or the day before. And they don't subtitle it in English. and So we don't know what they're saying. We don't know what they're saying, but it's... Yet. Yet. <laughs> but um, I think that's the part that I think for for people overseas, we really miss is that maybe yeah. the Japanese do get that in a lot of the interviews. They see it on television. These guys may be all over the place, but we just have a very narrow avenue in which to watch them. And yep. it's boiled down to 30 minutes or 28 minutes and it's all fights. So we really don't get a sense of who the wrestlers are. And we're just constantly digging for hearing the wrestlers with their own voice mm-hmm. um, and what exactly they're saying. So I think that that's the main takeaway from watching the movie is like, oh, we finally got a sense of who these guys are. And also the Oyakatas and their honesty, mm-hmm. too, about how they trained, how they used to train and and how they've changed. And that was fascinating to me, too. My friend Carol texted me and she said her favorite part was the scene where the sumo wrestlers were on bicycles wearing flip-flops. Yeah. And I was like, I totally get that. They're there in their yukata and their their, yeah. their sandals and their hair and like everybody else is in regular people clothes and they live that life all day every day. Yep. It's pretty cool. Anyway, that was our very long review for a movie that I think we both loved. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about bingo. All 100 60 hours. I don't know how long. All 100 cards were definitely assigned within 48 hours. Yeah. Most of them were gone on the first 24. We had really a lot of disappointed people. Yes. Apologies. So next time, you guys, we will make more bingo cards. Not a problem. Not a problem. But this time, you just got to react. You got to react faster. That's right. You got to get in there. Yeah. You got to get in there. Yeah. You got to be like a sumo wrestler. Jump right in when the... When the opportunity presents itself. Um, Can't wait to tell you who has won that next week or maybe the week after. That's right. We'll see. We had tinkered around with the idea of doing a makikoshi, but then we thought maybe it's not so fun to like not cheer cheer for someone. Right. To cheer for people to lose. (laughs) We thought that would be a little weird to cheer for people to lose so that you could win a jar of jam. (laughs) 
But you guys tell us if we're wrong. If you really want to do that maki koshi bingo, yeah, we'll let do us it for know. You. If enough people are like, yes, I want to cheer on the losers, then sure. <laughs> <laughs> but shall we jump into day one of this November basho? Yes. I feel a little bit brain fried, to be quite honest. We've had a very big week. No matter where you kind of are politically, here in America, everything has just been basically a shit show for a while as far as like how we feel. And this last week was just... Uh, she's, no refer- matter- she's referring to the election, you guys. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, apparently everybody else knows about it uh, all across the world. I have friends in the UK and everywhere who are commenting on the oh. political system that we have. Meanwhile, I could like just barely describe to you the House of Commons. Like, I don't understand it. Just shows you what an idiot Americans are. But thank you all for caring. But our minds have been a little bit all over the place. So seeing Sumo was wonderful. Mm -hmm. But also I was just like, I'm glad to be just focusing on one thing right now. Yeah. It was fun to see um, Shodai in his debut. Yes. My overall thought, though, before the day started was seeing the doyo iri and seeing Chionokuni up there just basically taped up like a mummy. His right shoulder, it's just so obvious that he's hurt. It's like having a target on his back. And after we, you know, watched that movie about Goedo talking about his bicep injury and how he didn't mm-hmm. have it taped up be- exactly for that reason. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a target on your back that says, this is where I'm injured. So... When I saw Chionokuni with that big old, you know, bandage on his shoulder, I was like, oh, no, he's so injured. Be careful. <laughs> I like the way you just went like Southern lady there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Be careful. <laughs> be so they, very careful, Chionokuni. Then my boys are going to get you, son. Have you ever said Chionokuni as a Southern woman? Chionokuni. 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 My, my. Bless yourself, Chiona. <laughs> we never say bless yourself. We say bless her heart, but we don't say bless yourself. Well, they do in Florida. I learned that bless you is actually short form for curse you. Oh. And when you bless someone out well, in the true South, that's like cursing someone out. Really? Yes. Huh. Another uh, wacky thing that I learned watching the long version is that before the division starts, they do a reveal of the pictures of the banners of, the, of Shodai and yeah. Teda Nufuji because he was the winner of the last one. And they, they play this like 80 synth music oh. <laughs> as a reveal. And I don't know. It sounds like... Um, that song, Relax, Don't Do It. It sounds like... Frankie Goes to Hollywood? Yeah, it sounds exactly like Frankie Goes to Hollywood when they do the reveal of the banners. I know, like, we can't sing it, but I want all of our listeners to just see if you can go find the the unveiling music and be like, I think that is Frankie Goes to Hollywood. (laughs) Anyway, I needed that in my life. And I was like, oh, what a fun surprise. They have 80 synth music revealing the banners. surprise. Yeah. The first thing I'd like to talk about is uh, the debut of Aqua. He's 30. He took him a long time to get here and um, versus Chiyoshoma for the first day. And Aqua was defeated in his Makauchi debut and possibly actually injured himself because he was kind of hobbling off the doyo. And I thought, oh, my God. I know. That is the worst way to finally make it to the top and then kind of hobble off. I know. It hurt me inside. More for like him and his journey, but I don't know. Um he was back on day two. He was, so yes. That was the good news. But I but... had the same feeling in my heart, like, oh, don't be hurt on day one. <laughs> no, oh. especially in your long-deserved debut. 
next bout was, again, Chionokuni versus Ichinojo. He gets lower in from the Tachiai, and he tries with a Hitakikomi slapdown, which doesn't really work, but it does get Ichinojo off balance, and it, it kind of turns him around, and now he's kind of against the ropes as Chionokuni has now worked himself to the side and now does a full circle and can simply push Ichinojo out with a big push. Ichinojo, to me, looked a little slow, but I guess he kind of always looks a little slow to me. But it's um, a lot to move around. It is. It is. And Chionokuni, he wins with an Oshidashi, but he has been, um, he actually has been winning other tournaments in Jurio and Makushida. So I hope he continues his forward momentum, upward momentum Mm -hmm. for the rest of the tournament. Another one I found interesting was Hoshoryu versus Kaisei. Yeah, I love this one. Yeah. Okay, well, so Kaisei kind of kept Hoshoryu off of his belt, and he tried to, but then Kaisei got a double grip on Hoshoryu's belt, and I thought Kaisei actually had Hoshoryu's arms locked up, and kind of that was it. But Kaisei got in with this um, with this double mawashi grip from the outside, and, it, and he started his advance, and he started to actually lift Hoshoryu up and plop him out of the circle. I thought that's what he was kind of going to do, you know, um, Tochinoshin style. But Hoshoryu pulled this last minute pull down and and because Kaisei was too high up, he was able to pull this throw and Kaisei seemed kind of confused, but he he hit the ground. I don't know if I described that well. Well, it was an underarm throw. Yeah, it was a shitatanage. It was, it was like he grabbed him underneath the shoulder yeah, and then pulled, pulled down. him down. Yeah, it's, it was done in an unusual way. It was just beautiful. Because yeah, there's a big size sumo. difference between those two. Weight yeah. difference, you know? And it was just one of those like, oh, that was executed so beautifully. Yeah, little man Versus big man. Yeah. Even though I do love Kaisei and I hate it when he loses because he always looks so defeated. I know. But I love him. Okay. Ryuden versus Koto Echo. Mm-hmm. Echo, um, echo, echo, echo. Echo. This was a long one. And okay. So after I watched the movie, I now have, as we both stated, we both have a sweet love for Ryuden, right? We can I have say that. I've always had a sweet love yeah, for Ryuden. Yeah. His goofy laugh is like, <laughs> is. <laughs> So I can't get it well, out of my head. No, and, and he's so giggly around his wife. Oh, it's that's so sweet. What, that's what got us. He's like, oh. And his wife move? is like, I barely watch sumo. Yeah. I fall asleep. <laughs> that was also just very real and amazing. She's like, yeah, I kind of like it. Whatever. He tells me about the matches. Well, and as soon as you tell me someone broke his pelvis. Yeah. And he worked sumo, him way. Uh, by the way, Laurie like, and I apparently oh will tell God. you the whole everything in the movie. <laughs> no, so we've major a lot spoilers. Out, but wow. Okay. Anyway, but about this match, Rudin, he 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 fought valiantly. He just didn't come out on top, but not for the lack of trying. Koto Echo just looked feisty and fast and was so much sumo, good sumo going on. I was kind of surprised actually at how good Koto Echo looked. He looked like this rigid block that was wiggly, but also kept Rudin at bay. And Rudin had this strong one inside grip, like one sided, you know, inside grip, but he struggled to kind of get the other side. And he made it really tough for Rudin to, to kind of hang on to men. Hang on to him, Koto Echo did. Ryuden is really great with keeping Koto Echo at this point off of his belt. Slippery. Yeah, he's slippery. And Ryuden finally got this two-handed inside grip. He attempts a pull down, but it just doesn't work. And Koto Echo, at the edge, manages to pivot, and he throws a hooking inner thigh throw, and it works. It's beautiful. Kakanage. Yeah, and Ryuden is toast. I hated it because I wanted Ryuden to win after I'd seen the movie, but Koto Echo looked amazing. I just love those. Anytime they hook thighs, I, there's just so many techniques that you don't see often enough. 
when or they're maybe we're done. just starting to notice them. It could be that our sumo eyes are getting better. We're getting better at identifying the different throws, whereas in the beginning we were just like, "Oh my god!" Did sumo. you see him push this other guy? He pushed him down. <laughs> that's how we were initially, and now we're like, "Oh, that's a different hooking thigh throw than the other one." Now I'm seeing the differences between the different kinds of hooks and things like that. Yes, and I think that's exciting. I mean, that's why the sport is so great because you just keep learning. When we got to Mitakumi versus Ono Show, we got a two for one, a yeah, sumo two for one. Which I always like. I imagine they're not fans of it, but I'm a fan oh, of I the rematch. They are. You think I bet they, they like oh, the I bet rematch? They love it. I bet they're like, thank God that didn't work well. Now I know what he's gonna do. Unless you came out on top, then you're like, ugh, <laughs> a rematch, dear much. <laughs> well, Mitakiyumi simply gets Onosha's belt and escorts the wiggly toddler out of the ring the second time around. And it was a right outside grip on Onosha's belt that kind of had him dominated the second time around. It was it, round one was all arms and messy, and it looked like the second time around Miyataki and we was like okay the first one was sloppy I know the feel of you and then I will dispose of you and he did yeah well Mitake Yumi I think he tried to push mm-hmm. he tried to keep Onosho away and the right. second time he just went you know what I'm going right for the belt well Onosho, because I'm better at the belt well yeah and I mean Onosho's that's what Onosho does is the push so he's like why am I meeting push with push yeah I'm just gonna get right in there and take him right out and, and that's what he did he was like the Mitake wave <sighs> From one side of the ring to the other. I know. It was nice to see it so definitive and like, oh, that's how you do it. Yep. You should have done that the first time around. Shodai, in his Ozeki debut, had a... uh, It it made me a little... uh, A little nervous? Well, Wakataka Kage, I, I don't know what it is, but his energy is exciting and he is a tough, tough kid to wrangle. He's not easy and Shodai seemed... Not ready for the power that was Wakataka Kage. Yeah. Shodai maybe is, I don't know. He's, yeah, people say he's a negative Nancy. I kind of believe that now. But he seems to kind of doubt himself all the time. And I sometimes think when he's met with energy like this Wakataka Kage is, he's just, uh, he's just, he's fiery and he's ready to go. Shodai kind of is a little slow to react to that. But Wakataka Kage gets both hands inside and pushes Shodai straight back. And you think Shodai is toast, but right at the edge, he does this beautiful turn. And uh, it's not his best de- debut, but it managed he managed to do it with a Tsuki Otoshi uh, win for Shodai. But there was a Manawi. You know what I loved about this fight? What? A few things. One, I loved Wakataka Kage, just like his dive out of the ring. When he went for that final oh, push to get Shodai it like to go out, it was it was like he was diving into a swimming pool. Well, he had beautiful pointed toes. Exactly. Pointed toes. And he was fully <laughs> outstretched. And a couple of photographers got that shot. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Because that is that is the kind of sumo photography that I adore. Someone fully committed to pushing someone else out of the Do you think Jesus ring. was really responsible I totally think that. Jesus was responsible <laughs> for that photograph. It was a beautiful moment. But I also... I'm going to disagree with you on the negative Nancy Shodai. I think he's just an introvert now. And he's I think not actually, naturally aggressive. I think, I think he's, he's a hypercritical. And that's actually what makes him really good. I just think he's, I think being super aggressive doesn't come natural to him. I think he's super fast for if a man of If he can get out of his head. Yeah. And, and if he can get himself up to being aggressive naturally. Yeah. The last bout of the day I want to talk about is my ex-boyfriend, Takiyasu. Fighting as a Komasubi this time versus Ozeki Takakesho. 
Takakesho from below pushes Takayasu up and backwards and out. He turned him around at the edge and Takayasu just simply stepped out. It was a good low tachi eye by Takakesho from the very beginning. But I only bring up this match, not that it was like crazy exciting, more so to say that Takakesho's energy going into this basho, we knew he had some sort of like motivation. He's been just kind of working out and he's just like, guns a blazing mm-hmm. and i felt that him going up against takayasu this was obviously not easy but he showed in his power and strength and his skill his ozeki status in that match to me i saw in him in that one match or his debut of like here i am on day one i'm gunning for yokozuna and you should all know that i like that yeah well i just want to mention one other because it's, I think it's kind of important going into day two. Asanoyama decisively won against Kiribayama. So that means the three Ozeki on day one. Yeah. They basically won their first day matches. Yeah. Asanoyama basically swallowed Kiribayama. Yeah. He just... <laughs> I mean, uh, the other thing I really loved about day one was uh, listening to the titles that were given these men. By the commentator, Ichinojo is now the Colossus. He's Colossus. <laughs> and Kaisei is now the Bohemoth. Yeah, he's been gifted Bohemoth. Yeah, and I thought that was Ichinojo for the longest nope, time. But Ichinojo is now the Colossus. <laughs> and I have really been enjoying the fashion reviews that we've been getting over day one and day two. We know now that Kagayaki has a new look. Yeah, it's he has a new, new darker. dark blue mm-hmm. mawashi. Is it blue? It looked more like dark purple. Well, they said he said dark blue, you know. It's you know, really the I, old I color wasn't working yet. It yeah, just it was wasn't dark working. gold. We even learned what yeah. the old color was. You know, and we learned about uh Aqua's light blue brand new mawashi. I felt like we were on the red carpet there. I know, I love bit. it. I absolutely love it when they do that. Please continue with that in HK. These are the details we like. Yes. Absolutely. If you're listening, NHK. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm sure there's okay. a around listening. <laughs> day two. So I tuned into some Jurio for the first time on day two. Yeah. And I got to say, I tuned into the exact right match. I don't know who these wrestlers were. What essentially ended up happening, that there were two fights there. And I could not tell if it was like last year, like a previous fight that they were replaying or if it was a rematch. But what it was, these two wrestlers ended up like crotch scissoring each other oh yeah no i saw the same one they scissored each other yes they crotch scissored around each other like (laughs) it was the craziest thing i've maybe ever seen i've never seen anyone like flip around like i don't even know how to explain it verbally no you explained it it's it's crotch scissor scissor. flip (laughs) it's like wow oh my god so that was the first match and then the second match one of the guys just he did a huge push of the other guy right off the doyo and he landed flat on his back on the floor. It was one of those moments where you're like, oh my is God, he get up? is he okay? And he got right back up. It was no problem. But I thought, I have been missing this. This is Jurio. I've been missing this. I need to tune in for this. Well, yeah, often. because, and some of our old faves are in Jurio. Oh my I mean, God. Well, I watched just enough Jurio to make me go, I need to watch more because this is just as fantastic. It is. Yeah. Okay. So we can't talk about them all on day two, but let me talk about a few here. Yu Takayama and Hoshoryu. Hoshoryu. Beautiful inside leg trip. 
backwards, <clears throat> going backwards. Hoshoryu went really low with the Tachiai. Yutakeyama pushed, and then suddenly they were chest to chest. And because Yutakeyama is incredibly strong, he basically got a left grip and Hoshoryu could not do a thing. I mean, Yutakeyama <laughs> was out muscling this guy right and left, moved Hoshoryu back. Hoshoryu stopped him, resisted, and then Hoshoryu just executed a beautiful trip of Yutakayama by hooking from the inside and then pushed Yutama back and over. It was just beautiful. Uchikage. It was one I wasn't familiar with. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Hoshoryu walked away with a win for that one on day two. Oh. Kaisei versus Inho. Inho. Now, I was not ever a cheerleader, <laughs> but I would like to know from you because I believe you were a cheerleader. I was at one a cheerleader. Point. I'm. It's a. I'm bragging. So Kaisei, I was one that couldn't do gymnastics though, like really okay. flip. So I was like a subpar cheerleader. So the reason I bring this up, okay. you were a jumping cheerleader. Yeah, right? I could jump. Okay, so Kaisei's big, Inho's little. When they met at the Tachiai, Enho leapt up with his huge herky. Is that what you? I would. I would yeah. describe that as a cheerleading herky jump. Yeah, it, it did look like a herky to me. Uh, I pretty much wrote that if this whole sumo thing doesn't work for Enho, he might have a future in gymnastics or pole vaulting. Because yes, it was. truthfully, I was, I was really amazed at his just from the ground, like up high, like this is a crazy high jump. Yes, for, it was. I mean, he jumped up to like at least shoulder height of Kaisei. I thought he almost was trying to leapfrog over him. It was crazy. It was the most beautiful, athletic, out of nowhere jump. No one saw it coming. And this is why watching Enho is so dang exciting. Exciting. Also, Kaisei must why, have just been like, why is I, I got all this well, crotch coming at my face? Well, what Kaisei did, it was beautiful. He just like, he swatted, just like him. swatted his hands out in front and somehow he had one hand landed on the chest of Inho way up in the air, which kept Inho from somehow landing behind him. It kind of looked like Enho was going for the backside of Kaisei. Anyway, he found Enho's chest, pushed back. Enho landed in a super low squat, like a superhero squat in the middle of the doyo. Somehow kept his balance and then Kaisei, with one, one more push, one just pushed him right out of the doyo. It was so exciting and stellar, and it was another one of those moments where I cheered and giggled and was like, I love this sport. It just was so random <sighs> to see that approach. And it's also like kind of sad because Inho was like, I got this great idea. I got this idea. It's little man versus big man. I'm, I got a new idea. Just like, let me try it, coach. Let me try it. Coach is probably like, all right, I'll let you try it once. And it just fails miserably. <laughs> well... <laughs> Ah, well, uh, Ryudin and Satanaumi oh. had an exciting, very long fight. <laughs> it was a wedgie fight on day I two. Add. Yeah, so we had some loose <laughs> mawashis. It was a little all over the place. I was a little nervous. I was going to see someone's manhood, to well, be quite honest. Yeah, so what was happening is Satanaumi was pushing hard and trying to trip Ryudin, and Ryudin just kept twisting and pulling over his shoulder. But it no one could really complete the move. So it just happened over and over and over again, like five or six times. They were all over the ring. It looked like Ryudin was in trouble pretty much the whole time. Satanumi looked like he was in charge. But right at the end, 
Ryudin connected his move and won. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. And their Mawashis were literally up in their pits. I think that's why it was so weird is that they, they're grabbing onto something way up high. They can't get in any sort yeah. of, they just can't get leverage from that position. And both of them had the same problem. Yeah, the same they issue. both had loose Mawashis. <laughs> I was like, who's on the Mawashi tying committee? Because they're not, they need maybe uh, uh, some help. Yes, I think so. Takarafuji versus Tochin Ocean. I just want to mention this because I still love watching Tochin Ocean turn pink with effort in every fight that he really has to work hard for. He's a brute. Yes. He worked hard. Unfortunately, he did not come out with a win on this one because Takarafuji, who I think now really could be a good cuddler because he got in nice and low and went for a double inside grip. And that would just feel nice in a cuddle, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. My thing when I watch Toch Notion is that the hardest part about it is knowing how strong he is, but knowing that there's just no gas in the tank when it comes to his knees. And that's really hard to see like a champion as great as he is and as fierce as he is, continue to fight with a body that is... I don't know. Injured. I don't know because look at what Taranofuji's doing with his. I'm, many of these guys say they're fighting with like sixty percent of their knee power. I know, but Toji so, Notion seems like he's just been struggling. Oh, Takayasu versus Kagayaki. Takayasu. I just mentioned this one because there's a lot of tension up top of this fight. I'm not sure why. There's a lot of looking at each other, a lot of staring each other down and then walking away more than many of the other ones maybe they got a history i don't know two. yeah i'm not sure what was <laughs> happening but then there was a huge charge by takayasu i mean and he epic. blew kageyaki straight out of the ring <laughs> i mean it was it was too it was done i yeah, mean it was, it was tidal wave takayasu it was nuts the yeah, strength behind his very tachi. definitive okay takakesho versus wakatakakake big size difference here and by the way, have you figured out what he's doing with his neck in the beginning? Oh, Takakesho? No, Wakatakakage. Every time he settles down to start a fight, he does this thing where his hair moves around a lot. And I think he's like, I think he's lengthening his neck to get as much length before he runs headfirst into something. Oh, my gosh. But I can't tell if it like has to do with where his eyes are. or It's a very interesting thing. Maybe he does it every time. out routine. Which is pretty bold against Takakesha yes. to be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to try to psych you out. It could be. Again, Wakatakakage is in the Maegashira 1 position, which is a tough spot. He had Shodai on day one, so he's Takakesho on day two. This is a tough schedule uh, yes. for a little wiry guy. Yes. Basically, Wakatakakage ran at him with everything that he had. He could not budge Taka T-Rex. They bumped heads. Takati Rex never even slowed down. No, he just kept advancing and pushed. One hop and, and a push. Boom. Wakatakakage <laughs> was out. And I thought of that movie where all the younger wrestlers were like, it feels like running into a wall wrestling these big top division guys. And I was like, I bet that is what Wakatakakage is thinking to himself right now. He just ricocheted right back off of yeah. Takakesho. Oh, it was amazing to watch. Shodai basically completely owned Kiribayama. He was beautiful. Kiribayama, even though not, I love Kiribayama. Yeah, he could not twist away. He could not move Shodai. Shodai was the advancing train and won that one. My favorite. Mm, I don't know if it's my favorite. Oh, I keep saying this is my hurts. favorite. It hurts, but it hurts good. Asanoyama versus Teranofuji. A great fight. Both epic. I epic absolutely wrestlers. loved it. Teranofuji. 
got the Mawashi grip right away. Asanayama had no grip, and Terano Fuji brought Asanayama upright, went right to the throw, and made a beautiful Uwatanage. And he just basically threw Asanayama to the dirt like he weighed nothing. Right. Well, he's got these long arms, so I think he has like an inch of arm more than Asanoyama has, which made him get that that belt grip first. That's my theory. I don't but know. But also this is they were the commentators were saying this and I don't think I remember this. This is the same exact way he lost to uh Terunofuji well, in the were, last boss show. But basically what they were saying is Asanoyama shouldn't have taken Terunofuji on chest to chest because Terunofuji is so much stronger than him, even with the knee injuries. Yeah, they were saying that I was like, what? And I think it probably has a lot to do with experience. Terano Fuji just has many more years of experience and has a more technique to choose from on the belt than Asanayama. But, it, but that like baffles me because when you look at buns to buns, I sometimes look at Asanayama's lower half and go, oh my God, he has so much strength below the belt and the, and it matches the up top. But when I look at Terano Fuji, he looks a little like top heavy and he doesn't have the buns. So you wouldn't think he would have as much strength in his lower half, which makes me go, is he stronger than like Tochi Notion on the top? You know, like what is his strength? I mean, but Terano Fuji has that real interesting, strong cross body throw. Yeah, he does. That Asanayama has, but it might not be as strong. Right. It just may not be as developed. Yeah, exactly. What was really interesting about this match, beyond thinking about what great cuddlers they would both be, is that Asanayama has yet to beat Terano Fuji. Yeah. Asanayama is the Ozeki. Terunofuji is the ex-Ozeki. Right, the former Ozeki. Which means Asanayama is now behind. I mean, it's only day two, so he can catch up anywhere. But Terunofuji is going for his Ozeki status again. He said it. He want, That's yeah. what he wants. And so it's as if he said, you know, I'm still better than you, kid. I deserve the title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's drama. It made me it's smile. Like soap opera drama. Wouldn't you like to see this as soap opera drama? It's so much better than soap opera drama, though. So much better. It just, I love all these guys. I love them. I'm just glad to see him back. I'm glad that every, what, six weeks we get to see these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love it. You know what I want, even though I know it's not possible, is those... Head cam. Yeah, head cam, a GoPro. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just to be able to see into the eyes of the other wrestler right before like what does Shodai like what is what does Takakesho look like yeah he reads kind of blank from the side and that's the scary part is that like there's so much more I'm sure eye to eye that's the part I'll never know but just once I want one of them to wear a go go pro no here's a random thought so the commentators on NHK were saying Okino Umi has a good poker face and I was like, that's interesting that they call it a poker face. Because not all of them do a poker face. Some of them are really like aggressive face when like they come Hokka up. Like Well, I'm not sure what to call his face. Like they all have different ways of going about it. You know, like Hakuho definitely is like, I'm staring you down. You are meat. Right. I'm right. so aggressive. Hakuyasu is like uh, he's Marlon a little, Brando. Yeah. He's so, a little, so I think of that more, the blankness, that is what I think of as a poker face now. Like Okinoumi does have that sort of same Takayasu thing. I could be painting a wall. Kakadu has it as well. Like yeah. nothing means much. I don't know if I've got four aces or just right. a pair of twos. Right. You'll never know until 
you hit me in the ring. Whereas, you know, there's a very different kind of psych out thing going with certain people. Yeah. So you'd be able to see more of that. With the mind cam. games yes. of the wrestlers. Oh, I'm sure that's very much a part of what they experience on a day to day basis fighting these guys is that whatever happens in that magical moment right before they touch you, what is that? There's just energy that's charged that that's happening. There's an exchange of information. But we, as the outsider, will never really know what that is. I know. Maybe that's their secret. We can you know? guess. We could guess. Yeah. I'm hungry or uh, I'm, I'm going to... I'm scared. Shitless. That's your Takayama's I've got face. diarrhea. Like, oh, or... I'm a little stressed at this moment. Why did I pick sumo? Oh, oh no show's a little revealing. Oh, well, especially afterwards. Oh, afterwards, no yeah. Like... But like beforehand, what's their game face? Yeah. There's a lot of things to think about, but I cannot wait to see in a week's time. I know. Where we'll be. Changing the subject here, I want to give a big thank you to Carolyn in the UK, who sent us a very lovely message by email this week. She had been listening to five hours of us oh, talk Oh, God, about bless her heart. That's exactly what I said in the reply like, email. I what? was like, why would you listen to us for five hours straight? You need new hobbies. <laughs> You're going to turn crazy like we are if you keep listening to us. But thank you very much That's for reaching out to us. Uh, she got her bingo card. Yay! You guys, just keep reaching out. Let us know what you want to see. Please let us know if you know what Wakataka Kage is doing with his head, neck, and eyes. All right. That anyways, is our style of sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. That's right. Thanks for listening. We always love talking with you guys on the internet, social media. So we will hit you guys back. We won't hit anyone. <laughs> so we will chat with you next week. Great. See you next week, y'all. Sayonara. See y'all later. Bye. Mm-hmm.